happy end of the Eastern Conference Finals Day to everybody today. Today is the That's day. That's what you've been saying. Today is the day. Today is the day. I was waiting, and I, I waited, and they announced the officials every day at 9 a, uh, uh, usually at 9 a.m. on game days, the National Basketball Association. Of course, if you follow NBR Radio on Twitter, you know that the Undertaker himself, Tony Brothers, not working tonight's game. What a shame. What a shame. Hard knock life. Mike Callahan, John Goble, Derek Stafford with the alternate Tom Washington. See, I never heard any of those names, so that's a good deal. And that's what I'm looking for. I think Derek Stafford, I've heard of him before. I don't think he's the best, but I don't think he's a game changer. Like, There's no stats that like say Big that Tony. when Derek Stafford does a game, uh, the Celtics have lost their last nine games. I don't think it's a coincidence that Tony Brothers hasn't done any Celtics games in this in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think it is. We saw him once in Philly. That was all we needed. Yeah, that's right. that's correct. During alumni and current a Boston University student, Greg Levinsky in the studio with us today, sitting in the third chair. It's weird for me to be dressed as alumni of anything. Yeah, I know, isn't it? <laughs> it, it it'll get weirder. Like when you graduate from from BU, it's going to be the same thing. You're going to be alumni. I swear to God, as soon as soon as you get uh, graduated, the next year you'll start getting things uh, asking you to donate. Alumni donations. Yeah. I think it's the next week. I've seen yeah. some of my friends on Twitter. <laughs> it's the next week. Could you please give us more yeah. money? Because you didn't give hey, us enough. I haven't the got first... a job yet. How am I yeah. going to give you money? Yeah, Thank for the you. first four years. Can I just, you know, can I do it with my student loans? Can I defer yeah, give me a, for a couple yeah, months? Let me defer can you write me on an IOU? Just put it in a package somewhere. <laughs> IOU. Can I get a scholarship for donations too? <laughs> yeah, really. That would be great. That would be a yeah. good fundraising opportunity. That would be a good way to do that. Now, do that. I have really, really mixed feelings about BU. Yeah. Oh, really? Told you my son went to graduate school there, and, and so did his, his girlfriend went to undergrad. But when I was a freshman at Maine, now remember, I'm old enough that freshmen were not eligible uh, to play on the varsity until sophomore year. They didn't change that rule until after I graduated. So I went to BU with a freshman, and we, we were undefeated when we got there. <laughs> BU crushed us, and I threw a pick six. So that wasn't good news. So that well, was fresh. We don't have a yet. football team anymore. No, so I, I guess, know. I guess congratulations to yeah. you. You outlasted. And then um, junior year, we went and uh, BU was still in the Yankee Conference. And we were ahead late in the game. And um, I can't remember what his first name is Taylor. The next year, he was a senior. The next year, he was the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. He returned to punt 81 yards to beat us. So, those are my two experiences at BU. I've been not, to, not good. I've been to BU. Okay, I've been to BU a couple times. I went. Um, oh boy, I was there the year that Gus Nyquist uh, ended his career. I was there for Gus Nyquist's last game at Boston University, uh, covering that as media. I went uh, a couple months before that as well, and then I went down for a, a WWE NXT show last year and saw. Uh, let's see who was in that. Oh geez, Shinsuke Nakamura was was there. Um, yeah, there was quite a that was that was quite a little place there. I like Aganis. It's, I a, was it's a nice this, place. I was there this winter to see uh, Maine and BU. Yeah, Aganis is awesome. It's yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's isn't uh, it? It's a very nice. It's like small, but it's big. It's a big arena feel. And, and yeah. in terms of it's new, so right. And three, it smells new too. Three or four yes. summers ago, Josh and I were uh, walking over there for something, and I said, "You know what? That looks like the." That side door and again, it's open. And honestly, we walked down, walked right in, 
And down underneath, you know, you see the arena part of it where everybody goes. But when you walk down into the guts of it, they've got their own sports-specific fitness area. They've got probably, and it, most of it was donated by Drury, Chris Drury. They have um, a place as big as this whole studio area, you know, the whole building, with just hiding boards. You know, the the almost like the Formica-type top where you... You slide back and forth right. to simulate your your hockey motion, and those are all donated by Drury. And then there's a there's a water thing where you can for injury uh, repair. And I mean, it's a nice it's a nice place. I mean, that's kind of what you get with a top level program in the country. You know, it's downright. It's they have their own gym. You know, just the hockey and field hockey teams share. The we, same amenities, I guess you could call them, and it's it's uh they get they get some nice treatment over there. We were lamenting earlier in the winter that Hockey East has been the premier ice hockey college ice hockey pro uh, league in the in the country up until this last year and a half. Uh, you know, in the top ten this year, no BU, no BC, uh, no Lowell. I mean, it, really, it was. Uh, it was slim pickings. I mean, Providence was up there for a little bit. Northeastern yeah, was pretty good. Providence and Northeastern. But, but when you got to the end, you saw more Hockey East teams. Yeah. So. They, they made it through. They they trucked it. It's weird. You usually see that, though. Like We t- always talk about that in college basketball. Like, well, the Big Ten's having a down year this year. And then they have like the only two teams that were any good make it to the Final Four. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just one of those deals where it's like, oh, okay, I guess it's I guess it's all right over there. I guess things are good. So, what are you doing home for home for the summer? Uh, I've seen your your byline in a couple things through the Press Herald. So, looks like you're doing some stuff for Maine today. Yeah, uh, home. I saw, saw an article recently uh, you did uh, with the uh, with the Sea Dogs about Matheny and Lavello too. So, yeah, so I'm home for just a couple weeks. Um, I'm going down to Cape Cod um, for a couple months, working for the Falmouth Commodores of the Cape Cod League. Uh, inter- it's an internship program that all the teams do with college kids, and I'm like their beat writer, and also doing some um, like on camera interviews and stuff for their social media. So, should be fun. Couple months down there on the Cape in the summer. That is, is th- there's worse places to be. Yeah. Is there an expectation for how many articles you're gonna put in a, a week? A yeah. Month, so, um, daily, you know, game, gamely daily recaps of each game. Um, at least one feature per week and i have to do some like longer stories i think for like the like they have like a yearbook sure. sort, of, sort of thing like a magazine that i'll probably do are you responsible for the box score getting in so i am not you have to keep a book you don't have to keep a book i i mean i i will just for my own you know to help me remember what happened but um they have like an online like st- status yeah edition thing what do they call thing. it uh, what's that right that you're at the game and you got the automatic it, it does updates everything for you? What did what did Kelly call it? And you went, oh yeah, yeah, Trackman, yeah, Track. Oh yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think they have Game track, track or whatever it's called. Whatever. Tracker, like yeah, Stat yeah. Tracker. You got all sorts of little things. Like whatever that. it is, they have like a a point streaks website thing where everyone has all their statistics and and whatnot. But yeah, so the first, so my first article actually as a part of my internship was that one about uh, Nick Lavello and Tate Matheny, who are both current Sea Dogs players and. It's funny because usually, of course, they get interviewed about their dads being major league managers, yeah. but I think this was what they told me. It was their first interview as Falmouth Commodore or Cape Cod League alumni, so they, they, they seem to really enjoy talking to me about that, a little change of pace, 
and they're very good friends, very very close. So they like to t- you know they like to be together. But yeah. it was kind of fun for them, I guess, to talk about something different. I can imagine. Yeah, I can. I can well, totally that, get that. I mean, and that that league has such a great reputation as far as not only producing real top quality players, but that it's uh, it's got a great atmosphere, and it's a great place to be in the summer. Um, so, and that should be fun for you. Yeah, it is. We are actually. I updated our website yesterday, just kind of, you know, making some changes and trying to do my due diligence as a employee now and just going through looking at some of the current MLB alumni. And there's, you know, there's obviously from every team, there's quite a few and it's pretty, it's pretty cool to look at. I know the first couple of guys, you know, Reese Hoskins is kind of like the big, the biggest guy right now. AJ Pollock's having a great year. Chad Bettis has had a great bounce back after. I wish AJ Pollock could stay healthy. I mean, that guy could be the second tier. He could be next year's JD Martinez, kind of that guy that isn't going to get the the Bryce Harper, Manny Machado money, but somebody could get him and really do well with their team, and he got hurt again. So Arizona's kind of yeah. hit the skids lately with that. He was doing great. He had a three home run game this yeah, year. Yeah. Now, for our listeners out there, that that league, um, the particular town teams, if you will, are not affiliated with a particular team, right? Right. In they're in a spurs. Right, and be. there's kids from all different colleges for all different teams. So, like, we have kids from, you know, the classics like Mississippi and Missouri and all the big time, you know, Florida State, Florida. But we also have kids from, we have an NAIA kid who's, like, leading the NAIA in home runs batting average in RBI. He's batting, wow. like, 500, like, 40 home runs or something. He's really good. And then we have a couple kids from, like, D2 schools and stuff, too. So that's what most teams, you know. A lot of teams, guys come from the same schools. Like, you know, the Florida State kids always go to, I think, Yarmouth Dennis. And we always get, like, the. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know if this is my first year, but I'm trying to think off the top of my head. We have multiple guys from. We have a couple guys from, like, Florida. Now, the internship, does that come with a place to stay? I mean, do they provide you a yeah, place so to stay? Yeah, so I have, like, a host family. So I, like, basically have a room in somebody's house, and they're generous enough to kind of just, like, give me a room in their house. I mean, I pay, I'll pay for my food and stuff, but the the housing is they they just live with them, which is yeah. awesome. I was telling somebody my my daughter went to Con College and she didn't. Oh, my inter- sister went. To, really? Yeah. She uh, she did her internship with the League of Women Voters in D.C. and they provided her a dorm room at uh, George Washington, and uh, and the internship paid for. Gave her money to pay for food and, right. and those type of things, but tremendous experience. Yeah, no, I'm so. super, super excited for it. It's, you know, you only get a certain amount of summers as a college student. You know, you only get a couple. And first one last summer, I spent working in the Sea Dogs mostly as like a. I was the assistant club bus manager, which was really fun, and you make pretty good money. But it wasn't really related to my intended career path, which is you know obviously sports media. So. It'll be good this summer to get experience doing that in a you know in a in a pretty high caliber and high demanding setting. Well, and I I think uh, Maddie's certainly more adept at this and has much more experience than I do. But I think the the relationships you build with the players do they trust that when they say to you this is off the record or I don't want people to know about my injury? How do you develop that you know developing that relationship so that you're going to give a good stories about the things that are really going on, but being cognizant of the fact that there are some things they don't want people to know, and you know you're going to have to make decisions about: Am I going to honor that, or am I am I going for the jugular? You know, I yeah. I mean, a lot of times is the way I look at, it, especially with 
college kids and I guess sometimes the high school kids I cover, but mostly with the college kids because they're my age. It's like I understand kind of certain things that happen. It's like I, if I don't want someone to know something about me and my, like what happened to me on a Thursday night in college, then I guess, you know, I don't have to say what happened to them because I wouldn't want them to say it about me. So, you know, if it's really important, then, yeah, I mean, you have to say it. But if it's something that's not really if, you know, if I want to talk about somebody who hit five home runs, I don't have to say that they, you know, twisted their ankle three weeks before. It doesn't matter. Sure. Know, so keep it in there. Keep it. Keep it to the point. Right? Exactly. Keep it to the point. Have you um, have you had bad experiences uh, in in trying to report on things or even as a clubhouse person? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, certain people don't like when you say certain things or, or not advertise, but, you know, write about certain things. And that's just, I think something that I'm still learning getting into this profession is that you can't care what everybody says because half the people will like it and half the people won't like it. You know, it's like, you know, if you if you're, it's like you know, you're covering a team, a baseball team. If they win, then half the people are gonna love your article, and if they lose, the other half of people are gonna hate your article. You know, it's just it is what it is. And I think as long as you're just truthful, and you know, do your best to tell good stories, then you should be, you know, more often than not, people will like what you're doing. What what got you interested in sports journalism? So my dad, um, he never like wrote like as full time, but he did some like freelancing just to kind of for fun kind of get into stuff for free or whatever and i used to go with him he went to patriots training camp most every year you know and as, as media and i never really wrote anything but i just kind of observed and i was like hey this is kind of cool like can i do this you know f to make money and my dad was like yeah i mean you're not going to get paid a ton but it's what you can do and it seemed kind of cool and my senior year of high school at Deering, the journal tribune in um, biddeford asked my dad to um freelance for some football games and he wasn't interested in doing it because he works Friday nights and he said, but my son, you know, would love to start getting some experience. And so I started doing that. I did a few football games, a few basketball games, a few hockey games for them during my senior year of high school. And that's kind of what um, got me started, I guess. And still kind of, I still keep in touch with Pat McDonald, their editor um, to this day. He went to New York, but now he's back. And um, yeah, so I guess that's kind of what started, what got me started. I also interned um, for the Portland Pirates, uh, AHL team, rest in peace. Uh, it's for two for two years <laughs> during my junior and senior years of high school. So, but that Man, was that was fun. I'm gonna tell you right now. I went to a I went to a, a graduation ceremony last year for American International College, and um, that uh, of course is in Springfield, and and Springfield was the place that they moved to. They moved from Portland to Springfield. And it was a little bit like, it's a little bit like moving from Falmouth to like downtown Waterville or something. You know what I mean? Just that like, hey, how about what are we what are we doing here? Like, I just, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> say it was like the worst place, but I'm like, this moved. It, there was nothing in there that I mean there was nothing in there that I thought you know what boy this place is way better than cross insurance arena this is I mean I gotta tell you cross insurance arena not you know is it the greatest place in the world to go no but at least they've done some improvements some renovations they've actually slapped some paint on it in the last few years so that's good it looks like it's been updated since the last Elvis concert so that's kind of a cool thing you know that doesn't always happen 
at arenas in Maine. Again, totally get that. Springfield, however, not so much. I'm pretty sure you can still see the pee stain from the corner from the Grateful Dead concert in 1984. The, uh, I mean, Springfield College is a good school, no question, and uh, especially for phys ed majors. Yeah, and but, American International does yeah. their stuff there, too. There's a lot of colleges in that but, area. <clears throat> other than that, uh, it's not a great place that I'd want to live. No, no, not not so much. There's a lot of fenced-in yards there. Fenced, ton of fenced-in yards. That's over where there. Haley's son went. Yeah, and now, Jeff Wright. Now we're getting the Mariners again. Yeah, yeah now and and there, I like the I like the logo. I like the color. You know, I was rooting for the puffins. Yeah, you know, <laughs> or the wild blueberries. Yeah, wild blueberries. Maybe, maybe. I thought the wild blueberries had a nice chance. I I think maybe the next. Maybe if Bangor ever gets a pro basketball team of some type. They used to have the Bangor Lumberjacks back in the day. Um, maybe maybe if they get a team, you could make them the Bangor Wild Blueberries. I think that would what, flow what a little better. What was the baseball team that Oil Can Boyd played for? Oh, uh, was that the Blue Ox? Yeah, the Blue Ox. Oh, yeah, the Bangor Blue Ox. I remember I used to work for a company that used to handle their medical claims. That was strange. Be like, oh, what was this? What was his employer? Uh, Blue Ox. Okay, that doesn't look unsafe at all. Blue Ox, Blue Shield. Yeah, I'm just watching somebody get out of the parking lot. Everything's fine. It's Vila's Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios. Across the There's never a dull moment in this studio. There's never me. a dull moment. There's we, always got, something. We've got a record of consecutive days of hearing a siren go by. Someone, oh, someone is ha- not surprised. Something is happening. And our own parking happening. lot is up for grabs. We will as- talk with the folks from Maine Pines later. I got to talk with them yesterday. The uh, USTA Men's National Championship is coming to Maine Pines next weekend. It's the Lobster Bake, and there is an actual Lobster Bake. They're not just calling it that for fun. Um, so you might want to check that out. That'll be at Maine Pines next weekend. Wing, you'd love these people. These people would be your people. Yeah. Maine Pines? Yeah. The, the two guys that came in, they were all about it. And then they were all about, uh, yeah, you should come down next week and eat all the food. When I, Food's uh, free. When I lived <laughs> I'm in. Por- when Sign I lived me in, up. When I lived in Portland for that year and a half, I, uh, my mom said, what are you going to do for a summer job well, you, when you're ninth grade? You're not getting many summer jobs. And so she saw something in the paper. My mother is incredible. She saw something in the paper. I went down. The Portland Y had a caddy school to be a golf caddy mm. i took the course it was one night a week for all winter practically and then in the summer because i lived at northgate i could walk to riverside country club the golf course and it was a great course and caddy the problem is the guys that played who wanted a caddy came in about 9 nine thirty, maybe 10 you had to be there if you want to be at the top of the list at five so they had a little, literally, a caddy shack, no pun intended, where you laid around and wasted time until the guys that wanted a caddy came in at 9, 30, 10 o'clock. So you had five hours just was it like there. Was it like one of those bachelor bachelorette auctions? No. Like, do they put you up on display? Or are they like, I, oh, I no, want no. that? Like, how the, does that go? There's a list. You put your name on, and they go, yeah. Maddie Boutwell, you're up, You're baby. up. And you're part of the whatever the next group that goes out. You know what I didn't like about it though? The guys were playing around with three, four other guys. They're, they're cheating on each other. And they want you to put the numbers that they give you on the card. 
Yeah, yeah, that was a four, wasn't it? I'm thinking four, it was at least a seven. What are you talking about? Well, if you want the tips, that's what you got to do, Oh, right? you got to do what they want. Absolutely. Got to be a man of the people. So they just fill yeah. out their cards for them? And that was my summer job. That is summer. schmucky. Yeah, that was schmucky. And you know what? I've never really liked golf to play. I don't play golf. I kind of lost the feel for it at that time. You know, we used to, they used to buy, oh, buy that Caddy Shack. Yeah, yeah. Separate word, Caddy uh, Shack. That was a movie. We, uh... You could get a bucket of balls and drive and, you know, practice. And I, I had a pretty good swing, uh, but it kind of soured my taste for, for golf at that time. Kind of wiped that out, huh? Kind of took care of that? What, what summer jobs did you ever have there, Mr. Baltimore? Me? Uh, well, let's see. I didn't really have so many summer jobs. Um, I mowed some lawns. Okay. Mowed my lawn yesterday. That was fun. That was good. I'm hiring someone to mow my lawn today because I'm done with it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I put in the call. I put in a couple calls yesterday. My lawn guy for the last three years has just gone AWOL. He's just he's what? gone. He's 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 MIA. I don't know where he's been. He called me last Saturday, said I'll be there in a couple of days. Ain't seen him. Getting a little high, isn't it? Yeah, at this point, it's like, do I want to mow it or do I just want to let it keep going could, and have a hay, hay field? You could hay it later on. And then I could just put the bales of hay out in the dog pen, right? Like, it's uh -huh. all out there. And, then, out and there. then I don't yeah. have to go and get in and buy, you know? Everybody's good. Unfortunately, I feel like that would be attracting some bugs of some type, you maybe. Think? Maybe some ticks. So, yeah, I, the, I think I'm good there. The dog poop would be hard to miss when you... You'd be stepping in it when you're in that high grass and you can't see it. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree. So that's it, mowing lawns. Mow, that was your mowing, I, I mowed lawns, and then I also, um, well, my grandfather had a farm, so during the summertime we would bale hay. So let me just tell <laughs> you, fun. baling hay, Jeez. you know, seven to ten fields that were all multiple Miserable. acres and. You were doing it with an old, like, 76 Dodge diesel uh. truck with big wooden slap boards. And you'd, you <laughs> would sit on the top of the hay and, like, you know, if you fell off, make sure you grab a bale of hay and hope you land on it. You know, I mean, throwing was, the bales up was a good workout. I but feel you get like chaffing you. The worst and, part uh. about it was the shower afterwards uh. because your legs would be all scratchy, your arms would be scratchy. You'd be like, like, you're. It would feel like you were taking a shower and bleach. You'd be like, oh, God. Like, oh, the initial hurts. sting would just be brutal. It's like that sunburn. You ever take a shower after getting a sunburn? Sort of the same deal. Like, the same so, so sort that of. job as an intern with Falmouth yeah. doesn't sound too yeah, bad. You're doing, that. You're doing all right. Yeah, I mean, in high school, it was all my sea dogs every year. See, so. Yeah. There you go. If yeah. I, see, if I lived down in Portland, I totally would have done sea dog stuff. He had, but no. He had the good summer job. He did. He had a good idea. I, I, got, washed, I, I got a good dad who's always on the lookout. I washed seeing, cars at a car dealership one summer. I, uh, I all day. I worked at one summer when I was at the Sea Dogs because obviously they're only home half the summer. Well, last summer I worked at a shoe store in the main mall, which was a uh, what's called an adverse experience. I, then, I can well, I mean, married with children, uh, where Al Bundy was a shoe salesman, I think gave everybody kind of the. Well, yeah, it wasn't great. That, and then right? the summer before that, I was a line cook at Shoots Diner in Wyndham. Get out. You know what? I've known more people that our video guy, uh, Tyler, uh, used to do that. He used to line cook over there. That's interesting. We will take a break. We'll be right back. Greg Levinsky in studio. It's Celtics are going to the NBA Finals Day here on the B-List Daily from the Spectrum Health Partner Studio. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care 
right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care, where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com ortho. We believe in better, a better way to invest, a better way to serve you, and a better result. At Frisbee & Associates, we can help you determine how much risk you're taking, red flags that could be potential problems for you, how much you're paying in fees and commissions, potential tax liability, and how to address Social Security. For your free consultation, call Kevin Frisbee at 241-7430. Frisbee & Associates is located in Rumford, Brewer, and in Lewiston at 656 Main Street. Call 241-7430 online at frisbeebenefits.com. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave Moisture Control Units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave Units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. All aboard MBR.org! The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations or visit their all new and very popular team pages mbr.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in maine coming in february all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24 7 it's high school sports heaven all aboard mbr.org 
It's Felix Daly, Spectacular Partners, who's wrestling here already, not right? Kirk Levinsky, the third chair today. You notice we have a guest, so I'm, da- I'm not dancing during the intro song. I really appreciate I'm trying that. Trying to behave myself. When, when did you decide to, to go uh, beard-free, by the way? What, you, you shaved off your, your playoff beard? You gave up? I got peeved after the Bruins lost, so okay. I went to the goatee. Yeah. And when we went to Martha's Vineyard last weekend, uh, we took all kinds of selfies all over the, all over the place and uh, everything we went to. And I get looking, I'm thinking, Really? Really? So, the rest know, is history. Day. Yeah, the rest is history. Tuesday. Did you ever see what his long beard looked like? Maddie? I think I've seen pictures of yeah, it. Whew. Yeah, it was pretty wild. That was pretty shocking. He What he did was the Bruins are starting the playoff run. He shaved everything off to start a right. playoff beard. This is the best I can do for a playoff beard. This is it, huh? It's not okay. too much. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. My, okay. my, my sister, live. her husband's, I don't know, in his 60s, he couldn't grow a beard. In this lifetime, if he stopped shaving 25 years ago, he wouldn't have enough for you to even Lucky notice. guy. That's what I said. Man. Phew. I wish I could. I can't know. grow a beard, but I can't not shave. It's really a bad situation. There you go. Yeah. It's, it's a t- well, it's like Sidney Crosby. His first eight years in the league, his playoff bid was so bad it was embarrassing. It was really embarrassing. Wasn't wasn't pretty. Couple of uh, congrats and shouts out uh, shout outs to John Grenier from Noble and Lauren Talbot from Wyndham. They won the Bruce Glazier Scholarships, courtesy of our friends uh, friends at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. Congratulations to them. Jake Dexter was named uh, ABCA Rawlings First Team All American for the USM Huskies. Imagine that someone with the last name Dexter can play basketball, uh, play baseball in the yeah, state of shocking. Maine. Yeah, shocking. Who would have Yeah, what I, again? Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> shocker, but yes, I know. Been a family that's shocker, shocker. Is his brother still playing in the minor leagues? Uh, I think he just started playing independent, independent ball because he got released out of the White Sox organization. But I think he's playing independent ball now. Uh, University of Maine stays alive. The America East tournament. They downed Albany uh, yesterday. Final score on that one was six staying to one. Alive. Staying alive. They will ooh, play. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Wow, you are you really dragging it up. Did today. you snort your coffee this morning? I know, really bad. So uh, I'll behave myself. That's okay. That's good. I'm glad. I really like that. When it's good. I'm I'm also fired up. I think I'm fired up because we've got Monday off. That's you a know. good point. So Monday I don't off. have like Monday off, and we're going to the finals after tonight. Yeah, well, Monday off, we're getting He's, ready for the finals. Allegedly, Celtics, what, Celtics, well, Rockets. No, it's ten fourteen. I mean, at ten thirty five. Ten thirty five. Twelve hours from now. And the hours. date is May twenty fifth. Maddie has decreed that we're going to the finals. About thirteen hours from now, we will all be sitting around wherever we might be sitting around, and saying, "Wow." We're going to the finals. We're going to the finals, baby. We're going to the finals. We don't care who will play. We'll beat either one of those teams. Maine Black Bears will play number four seed Stony Brook in the double elimination tournament today starting at 2.30 p.m. If they lose once, they out. We could start the rumor immediately after the game that the word under the table is that maybe Irving and Haywood will be ready for the, for the finals. That. Shut up. <laughs> the whole city of Boston will go. I am throwing you out in the center street. The map. That is that is the most hot takey stuff. Uh, wouldn't in the that be that'd be time. unbelievable? Wouldn't it? I mean, people would be going. They'd be calling in to the radio shows in Boston. There's no there's no way, unfortunately, for Irving to be back. No, that that's not happening. That'd be, However, that'd be hilarious. Haywood could warm up though. I come out in his jersey. Yeah, just don't play. Just come out. Can you me. imagine the people? He comes out in his game uni, shoots around, then sits on the bench. Imagine if I mean. he just played ten minutes in Game Seven of the Finals for whatever reason. Okay. 
Like, Maddie said when he get hurt, got hurt. I don't want him trying to come back. We're writing this year off. Save him. Come back next year. We'll be loaded. And here we are. Probably better. I mean, they're better now than anyone would have expected. Well, you know what? They had to play as a team. If you want to continue as a as a an organization this year, you got to play as a team. And you know what? They play better team basketball than anybody. Even Golden State has kind of gone to one on one ISO, and where's that gotten them? Mm-hmm. They're down three. A two. championship last year. Well, that's <laughs> I, a good point. I know, I know they're. I know they're. No, down no, they're the now, number but... one. They they had a stat on this morning saying points off the pass. This is the lowest that they've ever had in the playoffs. Was last night. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, Kevin Durant looked terrible. If you he watched him. It, Harden was guarding yeah, Harden him was well. Five, Harden was five for twenty-one. He was zero for eleven from three points. He hasn't made a three-pointer no. since the second quarter of the last yeah, game. Yeah, he's 0 for 20-something now. Yeah. And then so you know what that means. Won. You know what that means. He's, he's going to hot. bust out the whooping stick. At some, look, you get a James Harden 55-point, a double yeah. nickel tomorrow night. He's going to have to, though, because what's-his-name won't be playing. Well, he's going to have to. That That's my point. They've been doing this without really significant yeah, contributions Tony, outside of dunks from him. Yeah, and having Tony Brothers in the gang officiating. Well, I don't know if Tony know. Brothers likes the Warriors or does not. It, I don't know how go that the, goes. Does he go to the West Coast or I, he just screw I, us he, here he in Boston? Did. <laughs> sure, he doesn't make I'm road sure there trips are multiple teams that he screws. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel okay. confident. He's on the list. I feel confident that there's multiple uh, multiple that, that are out there. was announced yesterday. Of course, we told you about this last week because that's what we do. We know things usually before everybody else. Travis Magnuson is the new Mount Blue Boys Hoops coach. Uh, he's the former Deergo and Livermore coach. So he will move to Class A. He's not a teacher, is that correct? No. He uh, he resides in Reedfield and teaches physical. Uh, he's a phys ed teacher at uh, Moranico Community High School. Really? Yeah. Cuts his drive in half. Oh yeah, great facilities. They went yeah, one and and Mount Blue went one and seventeen the last no two seasons. No way to go, right? So I mean that's... you know that was a once proud school for all athletics. Yeah, well, and I guess uh, Charlie Castangway did the uh, coaching for the Cougars for one year. He stepped down for health reasons, but Magnuson even said that. Uh, uh, the Mount Blue uh, feeder programs are in much better shape. He said uh, Charlie did a good job with the youth, and that's going to help me get things going quicker. <laughs> so my guess is it's going to take a couple. I wouldn't be shocked if it, if at some point, like, I don't know. I, I'm really surprised that, that uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised that he's still at Mount Blue. Uh, he's Not that he's at Class A. I'm surprised he's not going to be closer to home at some point. But, you know. We'll I'm see. intrigued to see about the high school basketball land because that's what you know. Being in Boston, being in school, I don't follow a lot of the main high school sports mm-hmm. when I'm there. But I do follow basketball, both boys and because both boys and girls. I have my, my one of my best friends, little sister, still goes to Deering and star on that team. And of course, our Deering boys are usually okay. So, but I don't know. That's it. There's a lot of people who aren't going to be playing. You know, a lot of people graduating. You know, that Portland teams will look a lot different without Tehran and Griffin, and you know. Thornton Academy is losing a bunch of guys, and then I guess there are a lot of good freshmen who came in this year all all over the place. So that's going to be an interesting landscape to follow. It'll be a lot a lot changing, especially on the boys' side. I agree. So an interesting uh, report here. Of course, a uh, roster move has to be made for Dustin Pedroia to come back. 
But Robert Murray from uh, FRS, it used to be called FanRag Sports. I think they decided to stop calling it FanRag because it sounded somewhat inappropriate, so they call it FRS now. Still good content over there. Yeah. And it's free, which is key. Dustin Pedroia is expected to be activated today. Speculation to make room has been centered on Blake Swihart. May seem like a long shot, but could it be Hanley Ramirez instead? Over his last 21, he's hitting 175 in his last 15 games. Possible they move on. John Heyman, this is speculative, and Hanley's overall numbers are close to league average. Uh, league average, but the Red Sox love Swihart, so this could be a situation. No response from Red Sox to inquiries at this point. And also remember, Hanley's 2019-22 million dollar option vests at 497 plate appearances, and while they would eat about 15 million this year, it would assure they are not on the hook for next year. That, that was my next next question. Does cutting him seal the deal on that? There's that, no, he's that not going to be getting 497 play appearances in Boston. That, you know what? I'm in. Sign but, you up. I don't think. I, I don't think they were. I mean, he's batting third for this team. Still. But and that's. Um, yeah, but here's the problem: they're in love with Swihart. Well, they don't want to trade Swihart, but they don't want to play him. Well, they can it, cut you, Brock Holt. You could. You'd love to, but for some reason they don't want to do that. I still don't know why. I. My problem is I don't trust Hanley. I, I think he, he goes in streaks. Most hitters are a little streaky. But when he's hot, you got to have him in the lineup. When he's not, his clubhouse stuff and all of that kills you. It's, mm-hmm. So for me, it's always a debate whether he's worth it or not. I mean, like you said, when you're batting third, you're worth something. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he's... Much more mature than he was when he was 22 years old. I hope so. I mean, it seems like it doesn't seem like he's been a big, a big you know to do in this team. I mean, people talk about him because he's kind of funny on the field, but he's not like a, he's not doing stuff that's really that outlandish. And I think, I think he knows or he should know that he's not the best player on the team. So he's probably held in check by everybody else. Yeah, I think Cora has been good for him too. I, I think Cora has a way with. Those slightly wayward players, and I think he's away with the guys who he played, like the older guys, because they like know him sure. better, so they like respect him or yep, whatever. Good point. John Farrell was old and irrelevant. Yeah, he didn't. He did not connect. He didn't to them. connect at no. all. I feel like Alex. Cole Other did. than with the announcers, I felt. I feel like they. 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 Uh, John Farrell, for some reason, uh, just they won in spite of him, not because of him. Well, they thought they were getting the new sheriff in town. You know, tough guy. Et cetera, et cetera, able to make you know quick, hard decisions. Instead, he was just the opposite. He didn't deal with anything, and he in-game managing. They tried to make an excuse it wasn't important. Well, if it isn't, what the hell is the manager? Was, yeah, what what's do you the do? manager for anyway? I could put the lineup guard in. By the way, no Cindy Leone hitting the ball all over the place. Finally, right he and, can't throw out a runner to save his no, life. No. But you know, that's and why they're not playing Swihart, yeah. by the way, because he can't throw out runners. Well, he can't. Do you ever see that video last year at spring training where? He was throwing a ball back to the pitcher, and he threw it to like the middle of center field. I think that's the problem. I think he's got yips, and they don't want him. I don't think they want, want him, him doing the catching yips, and they don't want to expose it or deal with it. You know that could be that could be because otherwise, he's a switch hitter. He, he could hit. He hit well in his whatever whatever uh, year he played. Everywhere he's been, whatever he's he, he played a hundred games one year, I think for the Red Sox or something like that, and he hit, yeah, hit really, really played, well. That's right. He played catcher at the beginning, and then they moved him to left field. He had 100 bats, I think. Yeah, I. it's got to be something like that. And the hard part for me on that is he's not a catcher. They made him be a catcher. No, he's a great athlete. When He, he was originally an infielder, and they said, no, we need a catcher. You, you can make it in this organization as a catcher. So he started working on a catcher. 
that's not an easy position where you just say, oh, by the way, Maddie, how about catching? Mm-hmm. Yeah, got news for you. Especially if you're a bat first kind of guy. Well, right. And, and having the equipment on, I, people I think need to put a, a mask on and all that junk and see what it's like when they're fouling the ball off and, and whatever. I mean, not that you'd be afraid. I'm just saying it's they make it look like it's reasonable and feel easy. It's not. Trust me, my kid is a catcher. Yeah, I mean, when, when Blake Swihart, his rookie season 2015, obviously the Red Sox weren't incredible, but he played 84 games. He had almost 300 at-bats. He batted 275 with 23 extra base hits. Like He was he, had a, he was pretty good in 31 RBI in 84 games. It's not bad. I mean, if you're going to get rid of Jackie Bradley, you could move Ben Benintendi over and play him in left field. I just or, yeah. think I don't understand what they're doing. I feel like they're never they, going to get rid of Jackie Bradley. They know. They don't They don't let Swihart play at all. When they do get rid of Jackie Bradley, they're going to lose him for nothing. No, that's right. That's the problem. Yeah, he's got to – well, you know you know. in about three weeks he'll go on one of those streaks where he bats 600 for for two months. <laughs> Maddie's been saying that. They need to begin on a streak and then well, somebody will Well, they need to begin on a streak and then they need to send him somewhere for something because if they don't, they're going to – they're literally going to lose him for nothing. They I mean, I'm should not, have I'm traded not sold him in the, on the Red Sox bullpen yet. No, oh, you geez, can't. No. You need. I'm. I'm still not sold in the Yankees bullpen because one, they've been terrible, and two, no matter how much how much depth you have, you never know when a bullpen guy is going to lose it. There is no more fragile creature on the planet right. than a bullpen guy. Maybe they had three days off. Oh, if they had three days off, maybe they can't find the zone anymore. It is ridiculous. Ridiculous. That's why they put him out of the bullpen and leave him there. They don't want him milling around the clubhouse. They'll screw everybody else up. They're that's why. I mean, that's why I think the Red Sox need to make another move if they move Swihart. Well, especially if Carson Smith is whatever is up with him. Yeah, I mean, Thorne, can you imagine he's, he tried to blame it on overuse? Yeah. Fourteen innings he's thrown this year. Well, overuse. that's more than he's thrown the last two years. Yeah, really. he's pitching two years. That's but. a lot of that'll worry out. You know, what do you think of Otani and how we talked about this yesterday? But Greg's in here now. Fantasy would, teamer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I it's it's a good that he's on your fantasy team because he he's not going to help you much on Sunday unless he's hitting, but I don't think he's going to. Due to workload management, they moved him from his start on Sunday. Some are speculating it's because Otani doesn't deal well with um, quote loud environments, and uh, wasn't sure if uh, a matchup against Tanaka in Yankee Stadium would be uh, conducive to to his development. Well, all the other Japanese pitchers, their philosophy over this pits the hell out of them. I think he's a weirdo. They pitch, pitch, pitch. I just pitch, think pitch. he's a weirdo. I think he is a. I think he's a a a a, a diva. I think he's. A, I think he, there's diva esque qualities to Otani, which is why he didn't want to go to. There's a reason he did not want to go to the East Coast, folks. Like there's a reason for that. What is that reason? We first thought because he sucked so badly in spring training that it was because he wanted to, you know, sucker some team on the West Coast to, you know, to sign him. But he is a talent. However, what type of talent is he? Is he a David Price talent where he's good when there's no wind and there's no allergies Indoors. and there's no sound? He is he a, is he a good wrestler when the arena's empty but he can't, you know, when if it's full it's too much for him? Like I don't He has I hit, don't know. He has hit very well against good pitchers though. Yeah, he's done great. I, I mean, mean, he's been that's it, this is frustrating like But he hasn't that, started against very good teams. And that's my point. Red Sox and they pounded him. And that right. it, that is my point. It's not only that. Do they want him to fail in that situation? 
and then have people say, oh, he can't handle the big crowd. Maybe he can handle the big crowd, but maybe he can't handle the team that he's fi- the, he's facing. I mean, yeah. everyone has bad starts, too. Like, sure. he is the first time he pitched against a good team. Like, he should have. A, you, you're going to have, you know, even Corey Kluber is going to have four to five starts this year where he gives up, you know. Oh, might 100% you know agree. I mean? that's, why, that's why I think he, they should give him more chances in the big environment. Well, and the problem with that is, though, and you're right, the problem is that until he slays that horse, they're going to be like, wow, he still hasn't beaten a good team yet. They they do that with the young left-hand hitters. They won't let him hit against left-hand pitching. And, you know, there are ways that they do that. But remember, that was the rub when Matsuzaka came. In between starts, he wanted to pitch another game. And the Red Sox kept saying, no, 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 we have off day and then long toss. And, you know, they're a little uh, routine. And he didn't want to do it. He wanted to pitch, pitch, pitch. So to say... They didn't, they didn't want to overwork Otani. I'm not sure of that. I, I think it's more like you talked about, Matty. They, they're trying to protect him. Whether he needs it or not, it's another story. But. Right. I mean, so far, um, his numbers, you know, if you look at the numbers, you'd think they're managing him pretty well. I mean, he's bad. He's, he's got more RBI than half the All-Stars in baseball, and he also has, you know, six or five or six wins on the mound. I mean, I was looking at his, how many RBI he had yesterday in home runs. He has more home runs and RBI than Brian Dozier, who's like an all-star second baseman who hit 40 home runs last year. Like, I don't know. I'm curious if at some point, maybe if, that maybe if Otani continues to, you know, be a great hitter and they're worried about his pitching, if they just have him hit full time and then maybe throw him out in the bullpen every once in a while if they need that. You know, that could – I know that's a very heinous and, you know, random kind of take, but – that could be something I could see totally happening. You know, if he's if he's going to hit 300 with 40 home runs, then maybe don't waste him on the mound if he's not going to pitch in the big environments. And then if they, you know, need somebody in a, if they're you know if they need somebody, someone gets knocked out in the second inning, move him from DH to pitcher or whatever. You know, they could go that they could go that round. I don't know if that will ever happen, but in my head, in my you know head, it sounds good. You'd have to dump him off your fantasy team before that happened, though. But he's not coming off. Oh, okay, he's staying on. All he's right. doing pretty well. Yeah, you got to keep the uh, you got to hit the power on that. You know, you got to hit the daily the daily stuff on there. And, and, I mean, because he's only hitting what like four days a week or something like that. Yeah, he's still by like I said, his num- he still has better overall numbers like than guys who've been hitting every day. So I don't know. Might as well just keep at it, right? Highview Christian Academy currently battling uh, Forest Hills. What? Why would that be happening right now? Can you explain that to me? There trying, you go. Trying to get the games I in. I think somebody, the... somebody's tweet just sent. Somebody's it tweet. It was probably just from sent. yesterday, and suddenly it looks like it's now. I feel pretty confident. Get those now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Although when you get down near the end of the season, the NPA is frantic to make sure that one team, because remember the heel points are all interwoven, and you, one team holds that whole thing up until you find out what the final is. They, they they don't want that. You're not allowed to schedule a makeup game into the last week of the season, and that that's the reason. See, I really like how Massachusetts does it because, for at least for basketball, they play whatever, how many, 18 or 22 games, whatever. But if you win 10 games, you're in the state tournament. And then they have a seating meeting where they talk about it. Like and they wrestling. Figure it. Yeah. yeah, which I like that because that way it's interesting. people actually have a dialogue about it. Because, like, you know, in these games, if somebody doesn't play, someone – you know, if someone has an SAT, they're nervous the next day, and they don't play that well. It's just like, that's a that's the fragility of high school sports. You know, they have a calculus exam the next morning, and they're thinking about that and not about their at bat. You know, and that that you, that can make a big difference every time. I told Maddie that story when I was at Brewer. I played shortstop, and 
I came from the SAT, long morning of SATs, and we had a doubleheader. And the first inning of that first game, I made two errors. Right. I mean, I mean my, my, my head was all screwed up. No question. Happens. You know what I'd like to, since we've got a guest and we could get a different opinion, probably can't do it this segment, but throw it on the back burner. I'd like to hear Greg's opinion of the new NFL national anthem. Oh, really? You want to bring that up? Huh? And, uh, oh, okay. Just kick it around a little bit and see what see what we're thinking. And Yeah, I'd like we, to see we can some... We can do that safely because we don't have a call-in line. So mm-hmm. otherwise, they, we might be <laughs> Right, because we with... can talk about it and then be done with it. Yeah, right? and then go home. And then and then go home. Well, no, if that lasts us for a full hour, I'm really concerned. Oh, no, no. I don't want a full hour. Holy. I just want us to kick it around a little bit. There was something else that happened yesterday that I want to make sure we kicked around. What was it? Oh, by the way, you know, I told you I went to the uh, Hall of Yeah, I was going to ask Excellence. you about that, the Hall of Excellence It, it last was night. really good. There was only one person that was in here that I didn't know. His name was uh, Wendell Chummy Broomhall, and he's uh, he started Black Mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a cross-country skier, went to the Olympics a couple times. There's a nice rich history of all he's done. Uh, passed away. Uh, his his daughter was there to accept him, but for instance, Paul Brogan was a big uh, track coach in the South Portland area. He won M team state titles and Southwest titles. Phil Emery, long time, forty six years, the swim coach at Bangor. Can, can you imagine the swimming coach of forty six years? Uh, Bill Fletcher was the um, Started the Big East basketball in, in the state of Maine so that those teams up in the county who were still Class A had somebody to play. Uh, he was the um, AD and an assistant principal at, at Brewer, and I think the same at Dexter. Uh, Bill, Dick Lovett, who we all know, was a um, star athlete in two sports at, at EL and then went to Bowdoin. I always I kid him every time because I know him fairly well. Dick, I can't believe... You've convinced Bowden all these years that you were really smart. But when you heard his speech last night, he's really smart. Very well spoken. He got 12 varsity letters when at Bowden. Uh, he was an All-American. He was he went with the Oakland Raiders and then the New York Giants, and then he blew out his knee really badly, and it's affected him his whole life. Faith Littlefield, who was the longtime field hockey coach at Bonnie Eagle, won, I don't know, five or six State title, she coached for 36 years. These, these people are all, they, they've been the bread and butter of athletics in this state. Kenny Roberts, who's, an, again, another friend. He's a soccer guy from Yarmouth, coached 40 years. He was the AD for 17. He started the heel points. He did it on a little Texas instrument calculator. Did it all by himself for a number of sports. He and Rob Butler. And then... Uh, he started the, the process of assigning officials for soccer games statewide. He did it for every team in the state of Maine in soccer. Chris Cimitelli, um, he is a trainer through, uh, I think it's Central Maine Sports Medicine, but it's through the uh, sports medicine program at Maine General in Augusta. And he has, trying to think, he, these are the schools that his program services, Gardner, Coney, Moranicook, Winthrop, Erskine, and Haldale. At one time, when I was at Oak Hill, they did Oak Hill also, and then Oak Hill had a teacher who used to teach at the school that now has his own sports management program. We went with him because we knew him. 
Jeff Sturgis, the fellow that was my assistant in two different schools uh, and worked for the MPA. He was uh, adjunct faculty at Bates College. Again, uh, uh, was a, a Bates football player uh, back when they had some pretty good teams. And then George Wentworth was the final of the 10 legendary basketball coach at Stearns. When I was in high school, they won 80 straight games. I know that. I can attest to going up there and, and having them score 100 on us. And we had a pretty good team. So uh, that was the list. And, it's, boy, there's some great names there. And when you look at the people that have been inducted, our own Mike Haley included, uh, they've all made major contributions to the youth in this state, which is what this is about. The categories are athlete themselves, Rachel Bouchard was in that category, um, coach, uh, administrator, or contributor. Those are the pretty much the four categories. And... Um, they're all, they're all very deserving. I agree. When I first heard that list at the uh, media advisory committee meeting a couple of weeks ago, it was uh, yeah, you know all the names. You knew you knew most of the names. If you didn't, you heard somebody who talked about them previously. Coming up, we uh, actually right around the bend, we will be talking about the thirty-five plus tennis tournament, and then we'll be back to talk more. It's Celtics going to the finals day here on the Beelist Daily from the Spectrum. <laughs> You're listening to the Beelist Daily. On Sports Time Maine, AM 780, WTME, Rumford, Mexico, Dixfield. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care, where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com ortho. We believe in better, a better way to invest, a better way to serve you, and a better result. At Frisbee and Associates, we can help you determine how much risk you're taking, red flags that could be potential problems for you, how much you're paying in fees and commissions, potential tax liability, and how to address Social Security. For your free consultation, call Kevin Frisbee at 241-7430. Frisbee and Associates is located in Rumford, Brewer, and in Lewiston at 656 Main Street. Call 241-7430 online at frisbeebenefits.com. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave Moisture Control Units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave Units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. Wave Home Solutions for a healthy comfort. 
If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. All aboard MBR.org! The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org! First through June 3rd, we have Jason Terry and Bill Ewing here to talk about that. Jason looks nothing like Andrea. Nothing. <laughs> and you can go ahead and move those right right towards you there. Right? Oh, yeah. Pull that. Oh, yeah. You can move it. Take that. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. How are you guys doing this morning? <clears throat> good, good. How are you today? Doing, uh, doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. So uh, let's talk a little bit about next weekend in Brunswick with this tennis tournament. Yes. Um, we're having a big tournament. It's one of the four only national tournaments in Maine. Well, it's actually there's no other real national tournament in Maine. This this is the national USGA tournament. USGA is a is a governing body for group tennis around the country. A lot of us belong to leagues that are that are overseen by USGA. They create rankings, so it's a big it's a big deal. This is Maine's chance to have a national tournament. It's men. 35 years old and older, so both of us qualify. Um, they, they, the winners are all going to be professionals. Those of us who play locally, well, we'll give it a shot. But the winners are going to, the ones that are going to walk off with the gold, are going to be professionals. Yeah, that's fantastic. Sounds like a uh, sounds like a great time. Of course, we talked about this last year and uh, went pretty uh, went pretty well from from what I heard. So, for those that aren't familiar with the USTA, what is that organization? The USTA is a um an organization um, that that helps. It's the it's the national governing body for the sport of tennis, and it is a recognized leader in promoting and developing the sports growth on every level in the United States, from local communities to the crown jewel of the professional game, um, the U.S. Open. That's so, awesome. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about the players that are competing. We have a really, really incredible field of players this year. Oh, th- yeah. Th- these are. They're coming from all over the country. Um, we've had players from uh, all over the world, but uh, I think most of these will be domestic. California, Florida tend to be the hotbeds. Uh, 
Um, most of them are teaching pros too. They uh, um, they teach locally, so they stay in shape all year long, and they play these tournaments because it gives them a chance to increase their rankings, which increases their marketability. Um, they'll get asked to play on different teams, so th they've got a tremendous incentive to come here and win this tournament, and we have a tremendous incentive to show off tennis at a high level that that nobody here gets a chance to see we are talking with bill ewing and jason terry from the mid-coast tennis association the usta national men's 35 plus indoor championships are happening may 31st through june 3rd we're going to talk more about that around the bend it's 8 12 on the z 92.7 sun journal weekend preview tomorrow Right now, Bill Ewing and Jason Terry are here from the Midcoast Tennis Association. They're talking about the USTA National Men's 35-plus Indoor Championship happening May 31st through June 3rd. Um, some of these players that are that are coming in, uh, you guys have, have uh, uh, you know, and Andrew came in last year and talked about it. Um, some of these folks have played at like the U.S. Open, Wimbledon, the French Open, the Australian. I mean, those are those are the big Grand Slams that I think most most you know sports fans just casual sports fans are, are aware have, of these guys have pedigrees yeah and uh they they've played in big matches and things that the that the rest of us just dream of or watch on television but they've been there and when i i play in the in the tournament myself and i look across the net and i realize i'm seeing a guy who's less than half my age who could drill the ball through my forehead if he wanted to but there's <laughs> a, there's a tremendous thrill in in just sort of having that moment of competition um, it's, it's an unbelievable feeling and we hope to have that sort of throughout the tournament that even people who just come in to watch will pick up on the, the sounds are great. The ball, you've never heard the ball being hit so hard. Um, there's an intensity and then we try to liven it up and also make it be fun. We have a raffle, the people, this is a free raffle. This is all free. People can come in, eat, drink, make merry, have a good time, but it is about tennis. And I think that it surprises all of us how many people have played tennis at some level high school or more you, you can get on the court with us this, this you'll have fun that's uh, that's fantastic now uh, I, I assume a lot of these folks have never been to maine you got anything uh, special planned for them like just <laughs> just a full-on moxie lobster buffet or something how does that well, go some fluffer nutter sandwiches maybe <laughs> we have a lobster bake what else are you gonna do okay well I, there's a lot of main things you could do you could fit them with bean boots we you have know a great lobster bake on saturday night um, players get to go to the ones who haven't had lobster before. It's fun to sort of teach them what to do. But half these guys have been here before. They come back because they, they have a good time. Some of them will age out. Um, but, and some of them, we're getting one of the, some of the ones who have just turned 35. So they'll be the novices. Um, but we, I think when they leave here, we get notes from emails from them saying what a great time they had. They can't wait for, for next year. And uh, their enthusiasm is infectious it happens on the courts it happens in the uh when we all hang out together uh, at the lobster bake um and i think you've got a pretty you've got a tennis playing audience over here that would have fun coming over and participating at at some level and it's fairly inexpensive 25 dollars for lobster bake come on and yeah. Bill, the other thing too is that um when those guys come to this tournament those participants come to this tournament they also go to the other nationals and then they talk about the other the tournaments that they play in so that word gets around and that's how we get the better players every year that's fantastic so uh you guys have a bunch of stuff happening so if you're not a usa ranked player 
but I understand you're entered in the tournament. How how does that go? That you're you're not a US rank player. You're entered into it. How does that how does that work? It's open well, to everybody. It, it works because when you do have a club like this, mm-hmm. you know, it's it. You're also trying to instill a sense of 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 um, camaraderie. And I'm a ranked player. I was not going to tell you the ranking that I have, um, but um, I don't have any issue because I know they're not going to kill me. I th- I. I love the thrill of being able to say I played against Paolo. I played against Martin. Um, they take it easy on us. Um, they bring us along, and it's to their advantage to do that. They come into an area they know they've got to entertain, and they entertain on the court when they're playing in the finals or the semifinals. Uh, um, but they also entertain when they're playing with the, with those of us who are at the club. And Maine Pines has a tremendous spirit. I mean, they're when we those of us who are members there feel like we really belong to a club it's not just a tennis playing operation it's a club and so this this allows us to sort of have have a good time get a unique experience and i think increase the level of tennis in the area Coming up, we're going to talk about ball boys and ball girls. Do they have ball boys and ball girls? Do they have them like Kramer was in Seinfeld that one time? We'll find out. 826, 57 degrees on the Z. We are still talking about the USTA event coming up next weekend at the Midcoast Tennis Association in Brunswick. The, Na- the USTA National Men's 35-plus Indoor Championship happening May 31st through June 3rd. It is sponsored by Textech Industries. Which is an interesting uh, little side note because they make uh, uh, the fuzz for most of the tennis balls that you'll see throughout the world. And that happens right in right in Monmouth, Maine, for folks that don't know that. So it's pretty it's pretty cool. It's the Lobster Bake Championships. That's I like the who did the lobster with the tennis outfit and the uh, and the uh, and the racket because that's that, pretty. That's true, I like yeah. that. I'm a big fan. That that's well done. That's well done. Yeah, I think the owner of Maine Pines had a friend yeah. who just did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be happening at Maine Pines Racket and Fitness. Um, you know, we talking, we're talking, we're talking about that again, uh, happening May 31st through June 3rd, which is next weekend. So, you know, I, one of my favorite episodes of Seinfeld of all time was the one where Kramer was the ball boy at the U.S. Open and all sorts of havoc ensued. And uh, you have trained ball boys and ball girls. Nobody can be that age and do it, though. They have to be between the ages of 8 and 18 for training, right? Actually, we wanted to exclude the Kramers. We okay, well, Kramers. I figured if this was a 35-plus national <laughs> tournament for men, I figured maybe the ball boys could also be 35-plus as well. You know? Yeah. I wasn't sure. But actually, no, okay, go ahead. Some of these tournaments, when you go look on TV, they're actually having older and older people being ball boys, ball girls, because more mature you know and then they can some of the tournaments you actually have them throw the balls from baseline to baseline overhand yeah but ours is a family thing and we're getting the kids of families involved and yeah they have us a little problems with it paying attention and but it's 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 exciting the pros like having them because they do they do save time and they're understanding um it's not quite at the level you'll see on the tennis channel but it's uh the concept is there I would I, that would be a great reality show, uh, the ball boy ball girl challenge. <laughs> yeah. You could do like ball boy ball girl Olympics, you know, like 
whoever did what. Like, I think there's multiple things you Wait, could I gotta do. write that down. Hold on a second. You know, the Olympic. I think, yeah, whole thing. You know, you, you take that back. Let them know. I'll, I'll help them set it up. It'd be fine. And Matt, you know, you you're more than welcome to come out and train to see if you can be with Ball Boy. I can barely like walk at this point. Like, I definitely know that my Ball Boy days are behind me. You know, I'm well. I feel confident in that. I feel I feel pretty pretty confident in that maybe maybe someday uh I'll, I'll try to live that dream but not now i don't i don't think so i think i'll be all right um the, the uh is there an official official like we're not just getting ed down the road who no, watched, who watched a- jimmy connors play a few times <laughs> usta insists on having certain standards mm-hmm. and the officiating is important and having just a, one reason some clubs don't have official have these matches is because you need an umpire's chair and that isn't the kind of thing that's commonly found at places. So officiating's a big deal. Don has been doing it for years. He and his wife come. They're in charge. And if there are any disputes, and there are some every now and then, they get engaged. It really helps the flow. And it adds to the whole professional level of, of the performance that, that is being put on. So yes, the answer is yes. We are currently talking with Jason Terry and Bill Ewing from... They're talking from the Midcoast Tennis Association. We're talking about Maine Pines Rack and Fitness hosting the Lobster Bake National Men's 35-plus Indoor Championships uh, happening next weekend. That'll be May 31st through June 3rd. Sponsored by Tex Tech Industries. We're going to talk a little bit more about that on the way. You were listening to The Breakfast Club on the Z92.7. It's 838 and 59 degrees. We are hanging out, talking about the Lobster Bake National Men's 35-plus Indoor Tennis Championships, Maine Pines Racket and Fitness Center in Brunswick. Really cool. I, I want I want to... You guys need to get the lobster, like, mascot, and then, like, get them all dolled up in the tennis stuff with a racket. Like, we need to recreate that live. I think... Yeah. yeah. You can, no, and absolutely. then you can pair them up with, like, Crusher the Red Claw or something. You can have, like, Lobster Wars. It'd be a good time. It'd be a great time. Uh, you can follow players and match times on the Maine Pines Men's National 35 Tournament uh, Facebook page. So make sure you do that. Uh, and the Lobster Bake will be happening Saturday, June 2nd. There'll be raffles. Uh, lobster Bake will be at Thomas Point Beach. And then on Sunday, June 3rd, French Open Public Brunch. Raffles happening that day as well. So all sorts of cool things happening over there next weekend. Um, talking uh, uh, no cost to watch these, right? No, it's it's free free to the public to your listening audience is absolutely free to everybody else it's just free. Right. Okay. Good. All right. That's that's fantastic. That's good. And there's no other tennis tournaments in Maine's like this, which I find amazing because we, you know, we focus a lot a lot of towns. I know they do it here in Lewis and Auburn. They do it in a lot of places. Sports tourism, and I'm amazed that this is the only tennis. I, I know a lot of people that play tennis. I know there are good facilities around around the state. Like this is this is the only tennis tournament like this in Maine, huh? Yeah, and there are lots of public courts. Um, there is a is a real tennis atmosphere in Maine. Um, it surprised me too when I found out about this being being the only one. Well, every year it does it does go through a process of applying for it. So you know you have to run a really good tournament in order to get it back mm-hmm. every year. So it's not like it's handed to us. So no, that's fantastic. Now, do the winners get a trophy? They get prize money. They get a little bit of both. They get money. Yeah, they get what is more important to them something called the gold ball, 
Ah. And that gives them a level of prestige in their community and the communities in which they work. Many of them are teaching pros, and they want to play on on teams that will put together a World Cup team, and and so they will be candidates for in their age group for that. So the the gold ball is a is a big deal. The prize money is nice, thousand, couple thousand dollars um, um, if you win something, but uh, it's more about the prestige of that gold ball and being able to lift this on their title of in, of in, of accomplishments. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. Um, where does the prize money come from? I know uh, Textech is uh, is a big sponsor. Uh, they Tech make about Tech is a big sponsor. Goodwin Chevrolet's sponsors, mm-hmm. Portland Pie Company, even the. Uh, Retirement community that I live in, the Highlands. Um, ah. um, they've supported. You're old it. enough to live in a retirement com- community, Bill. Come on, really? Yeah. You're a ranked tennis player, for God's sakes! I didn't I know, know that. Know. <laughs> that gets me a lot of. I get a, I get a free beer every now and then for that. Uh, um, yeah, we have, we have a very active retirement community, and uh, I think people take some pride in being able to sponsor a professional tournament like this. Benchwarmers is a is a bar in Brunswick. That's, mm-hmm. that's our favorite bar. We go there a lot. So we we have, have really, good wings. It's easy to get sponsors because there's there's so much positive notoriety about this tournament. Yeah, and I mean you know people are gonna you know it's not gonna be going on you know all day and all night. So the people that are staying for the weekend might you know want to go around in the area and go do something. If someone wants to find out more about this UAT men's uh, thirty five plus tournament, uh, how would they uh, how would they find that out? Yeah, you can call the, the club at 729-8433. You can email us, um, Facebook page. Uh, the tournament takes place at Main Pines. So it's, it's all pretty, right pretty easy to find. But I would suggest that they look at the, face, at the Facebook page and they can click on there. They can see interviews from previous years, get a sense of the flavor of, of the thing. Um, but Main Pines is, is virtually in the heart of Brunswick, right next to Bowdoin College. Easy to get to. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Jason Terry, no relation to the basketball player, and Bill uh, Bill Ewing is here as well. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Maine yep. Pines Racket and Fitness Center will be hosting the Lobster Bake Championships next weekend. The Lobster Bake National Men's 35-plus Indoor Championships. The USTA is all in on it, and it's sponsored by TechStuck. Again, you can like the page on Facebook as well. Sun Journal Weekend Preview tomorrow at 6.30. It's 8.51, 60 degrees. We're back on the Breakfast Club, Mains Big Z, 9271055. Of course, we were talking about the USTA men's tennis tournament there. Um, guys, we were last hour, we were just discussing. Uh, Greg Levinsky sitting in the third chair today. Uh, Wing is in with me as well here as we, as we pre-celebrate the Celtics winning game six tonight. Um, we're sitting here in the studio today, and, and someone, don't want to name any names, me, uh, brought up the fact that you could DFA Haley Ramirez today, you know, or, or coming up because, you know, Dustin can't. Pedroia is going to be on the roster. And I said there was no way that was going to happen. No way, right? You can't you can't DFA your three-hole hitter, right? Greg, what happened? You got DFA like yeah. five minutes ago. <laughs> Un- <coughs> I mean, really, not even a cup of coffee for him. Nothing. No, not even like a, not even a tug. There you wasn't know? even any inkling of that either. Couldn't like, get there was a, no rumor. A it just happened. A couple of new t-shirts, a yeah. hat, something to lay in the dugout. What, what, that know. was breaking news. There it was. There you, it is. One more time. And as usual, and as usual, Maddie was about five minutes ahead of it. Now I, I, uh, I thought maybe he snuck it off the internet before the rest of us saw it, but he he maintained he did not. I see did that. not. I did not. I read something that I saw, and I said, you know what, makes a lot of sense. So I guess it's really not so much about his play as it is about the money next year. Oh, I don't. I we said when we looked at what the contract was. I said before. I said they're going to have a dilemma if he's really hitting down at the end of the season 
as he gets close to that number of at-bats, what are they going to do? Right, because, I mean, if he was getting paid $2 million a year, he'd be a bargain, but he's getting paid 22 so. Yeah, 22 not so much. So what a great what a great free agent class. The next time you say, let's go hard in free agency, let's take a look at the class of 2015. Four years, $88 million for Hanley Ramirez, and four years, $68 million for Pablo Sandoval. That how's worked out how's that working swimmingly. For you? How's that working for you? Swimmingly. Well, look at, just look at all the Red Sox big-name free agents. Other than J.D. Martinez, knock on wood for three months, who's been good? Right. Carl Crawford was great, and so was Adrian oh, Gonzalez. Like, you know? yeah. Actually, Gonzalez Adrian was fine, Gonzalez but... was a good well, hitter Gonzalez when he was, was here. He a, just was a Well, Gonzalez pain. was a trade, and he was just... He was on their radar for years. Like they, they had wanted him, and they had matched up on prospects. And San Diego finally got to a point where they decided to trade him. I think they got out just in time. You know, I don't think right. it was Gonzalez that great for the Dodgers. No, I mean he barely he got even, kicked off the team last year. Yeah, basically, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go to Europe while they're in the World Series. What do I want to hang out here? You know, I, I guess that's fine if you want to do that. That's your, that's your thing. Yeah, the Red Sox haven't had a great track record with free agents. He's looked like uh Well, they've tended to go for guys that were over past their prime. And then what do you do? You overpay him. Well, look at price. <laughs> Doesn't get any worse than that. After the 2014 season, the Red Sox invested one hundred eighty three million dollars in Pablo Sandoval and Hanley Ramirez. Woof. One hundred eighty three million dollars. That is a lot of Fenway Franks, kids. Well, Hanley was great in 2016. Yes. When he had 30 home runs and 111 RBI and bad like 300. He was great that year. That and, one year. Yeah, and he played first base, I mean, in which they needed. Yeah, he was all made. So. Yeah, he was, that was perfect. And then from there, Well, now we've talked happened. about this. He wants to be David Ortiz, but he doesn't have the cachet. Right. He wants to joke and laugh and have everybody love him, but he doesn't really come across that way he comes across as surely and look at me Ortiz just who he is right take it or leave it yeah so you were right about that so Blake Swihart era has begun but Blake Swihart era hey it frees up 22 million dollars next year it does it frees up 22 so you might get close no you won't even be close to going over under the luxury tax next year no that's right that won't because you're still paying yeah. Sandoval and we need more pitching so we're gonna have to yep. pick up somebody and Probably. you're still gonna be paying David Price for his 30 mil I mean if he opts out oh my god it would be heaven wouldn't it be I don't think he will I, you see everybody says that but he seems to me to be the type that's well, he's just the, squirrely he, enough to be like I don't think he like, loves it here either I think that's oh, the he thing. Hates it here. I yeah. think the more mean you are to him the less likely it is he's gonna stay yeah, I, I, we, we talked about. I think that's what the plan was this year. Cora comes in; he doesn't give a damn. He, he's willing to stand up. So they've, they've made sure that everybody knows all his little quirks and his. We got a list there that we read off. He's cut grass, uh, dogs, cats, all the things that screw up his pitching. And the media jumps on that and they ask him questions, and that pisses him off. All right, so that's just a thing that he might opt out and go to someplace like St. Louis where nobody cares. Or like San Diego. Well, I mean, the reason he didn't go to St. Louis over Boston last time is because Boston came in with a check for a little, about $40 million more than St. Louis, which will make me uh, reconsider going there too. But So let's look at their uh, their contracts for next year. Uh, Hanley will be off the books. That's $22.7 million off the books. Okay, let's make it 23 and even $23 million. Okay. Craig Kimbrell will be a free agent after this year, so there's oh, $13 million off the books. They, yeah. well, they need to re-sign him. Yeah. He's yeah. good. I hope. 
Yeah, 2018 was a club option this year, so that's that's a wrap for I'm him. I'm glad they took the option. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Sale uh, has an option for this year and next year. Uh, Drew Pomeranz, eight and a half million dollar free agent, so that's thirteen. They, they probably will let him go. Eight, so twenty one and a half plus twenty three, that's forty seven ish, right? Forty seven ish, forty seven million. And then you've got Joe Kelly, three point eight million dollars. There's about fifty million. And uh, yeah, about $50 million coming off your books next year. And then you still have Pablo Sandoval on the hook next year for 18.455. And Rosny Castillo for 11.771 and then 14.271 in 2020. So yeah. There's a reason they they fired Charrington. Holy. Isn't Castillo, his money doesn't go against it. It doesn't, but it's still, they still have to pay it. Somebody's got to pay it. So, but yeah. it doesn't go against the luxury. It tax does not himself. go against the luxury. Unless tax. he gets only, called up, only because he goes to Pawtucket. Yeah, they are calling him. He's up. going to have to hit 600 with 4,000 home runs for them to call him up. Really, I know it's true. It's just this is it's crazy. It's crazy stuff. And the problem is that we've talked about before the farm system's depleted. Yeah, we don't have a lot of guys to come up. No, I mean, Pawtucket's really. in last place. Uh, Portland's in last place too. Yeah, Sea Dogs are in last place. There's just nobody to bring up. So, can the Red Sox sign Bryce Harper? No, <laughs> no, no. They, I mean, they're already fifty million dollars more than anybody else on the salary. They're fifty uh, million dollars more, and then once you get into the repeater category, you go more than that. I mean, and you've still got. I mean, look at some of the. They're they've got a hundred and thirty-two million on the books for next year, and ninety-two million on the books already for well, twenty twenty. And the problem is. Uh, Bogarts is uh, arbitrary eligible. Yep. He's arbitration eligible next year, 2019. He's a free agent, 2020. Mookie Betts is arbitration eligible in 2019, 2020. How much money do you think Mookie Betts is going to make in arbitration next year? Mookie doesn't care about going to arbitration. He's like, fine. I'm the best player in the league. Go ahead and bring me to arbitration. Let me know. Let, let me know what you want to do. I mean, yeah, he's the best player. I mean, he should be getting $30 well, He should be. So he's going I, to, but I that's said, a problem. You I know? said what happens with teams... Now, Tampa Bay did it with Evan Longoria. They said, look, you know, you, you didn't know whether you were going to make this club or not. We're going to give you a long-term contract, not, not huge money, but security. And he took it. He hurt himself. But I say with guys like Betts and Bogarts, I know they, geez, they scrimp and they, they're crazy the way they spend money other times, like on Hanley. That's the guy that you want to say, we'll give you $15 million a year. The baseball is just a broken system. Oh. I hate how. Don't get me started. The best, on that. The, the best players, you know, and it's, don't get paid until they're and after it, their prime. And it's guaranteed. Yeah, the, the minor leaguers, oh, don't even get me started. It's yeah, but a how fu- much? It's a feudal system. I don't mind guys making the money that they need to make, et cetera, et cetera. No, no. Okay, that's all. That's well, they all don't well make it good. in the minor leagues. But yeah. Right, they don't make it in the minor leagues. Let's 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 front load it to the minor leagues a little bit. I mean, honestly, if you invested more into your minor league system so that these kids were actually making money and able to do this full year round, wouldn't you think that maybe you'd have a, a little better option and then you don't have to pay them as much on the back end? That's the problem. You go you go after these guys. They don't hit free agency till 20, 26, 27. Sometimes, depending on how much they've played from, you know, the ages of eleven up, they might only have so so many uh, so many innings left or or, well, or anything. Yeah. They, it, once they hit thirty, now like you know, in the post PED era, you know, once you hit thirty, I, 
It's a quick drop off, and baseball is one of those those games. You look like everything. Joey uh, Jose Batista is a perfect example for me. He oh, he's so old. He's thirty seven. He's hitting forty home runs. He's doing okay, and then he just hit the bricks Boom. the next year. Boom. As soon as they, as soon as a guy gets older, and they say, "Wow, he's in the best shape of his career." That's when you need to be concerned, because when he comes to camp, the best shape of his career it means he's done something different in the off season. Can I can I go back just for a second uh, before we finish this this segment to Hanley? They've got seven days now to trade or trade release him or release. So they've let everybody know that they're done with him, and so I'm going to hold out for. They're going to have to. Once I've made that announcement, that that tells me for a month now they've been trying to trade him, haven't they? Yeah. They don't make this decision on a Friday morning saying let's TFA Hanley. You want to know something about minor league pay? If teams were to give their so the average minor league baseball player makes like seven thousand dollars a year or something, which is obviously horrible. I know it's under ten. If they were to give every single player in the system thirty thousand dollars extra, it would cost them seven and a half million. A major league team. That's it. Seven and a half million dollars to give them thirty thousand dollars. They make that in concessions in one game. For goodness sake, that makes no sense to me. Like they're paying Ruznick a CEO. Yeah, we we read a we we covered a huge article we found uh, to that effect. It's like ridiculous, feudal system. You couldn't get away with it in any other segment in society. No, no, no. I've I've never understood why D leaguers D leaguers now make thirty five thousand a year. Yeah, you're not going to get the guys over from Europe. I know guys that play in Europe. They make way more than that, and they don't have to pay taxes on it. So you want me to pay $35,000 and pay taxes on it? Ooh, sign me up. Where do I sign up yeah, for that? One, one third of that's gone in taxes. Where so. do I sign up for that? A couple of teams to look for on the Hanley Ramirez front, especially if they have seven days to work out a deal. Specifically, if they have seven days to work out a deal. Colorado Rockies have gotten nothing from first base this year. I believe oh, their first basemen are combining about like 176. That. That's a hitter's park for him. Well, let's think about it. If you're Hanley Ramirez and you want to get some stats going because you're going to be a free agent this offseason, you can pick wherever you want. I'm going to Colorado tomorrow. And, and what? Well, not after seven, until after seven days he can't. Right? Well, if they can trade him, maybe they work they out a deal. Yeah. They can release him. There, well, here's another thing. There's also a um, there's a guy on the roster here for Colorado, Gerardo Parra, who's not having a good year. He's an outfielder, okay? His salary this year is $10 million. He's got a $1.5 million opt-out clause. If they can trade those two contracts, okay, and Parra can become a useful outfielder. Maybe that frees up Jackie Bradley Jr. Jr. for you to do something else. His contract expires at the end of the year, and then you're only paying uh, $12 million of Hanley's salary this year. That's not bad. And it'll also allow Colorado to get rid of a contract so they can bring him in so they're not getting you know dinged on, on payroll stuff. I mean, they'd have, to, they'd have to do that. I mean, my guess is any team like that that's going to want him is going to wait for Boston to release him. I don't think anybody's going to make a trade unless it's something that benefits them and can benefit the Red Sox at the same well, time. It's kind of like one of those NBA sign-and-trade deals like, like, Chris, pa- like Chris Paul last year who opted into his deal with the Clippers and then said, you know, I, I want to be traded, and he got traded to the Rockets. A lot of people think LeBron could do that this year. He might opt into his contract with the with the Cavs and, and has to be traded somewhere because that might be the only way he can get to, say, Houston. If he wants to go to Houston, which, well, by the way, the only way can get the max. I'm contact, telling you right, right now, if Golden State wins the series, in fact, coming up, I'm going to tell you about that. I'm going to, I'm going to make, I'm, I'm going to tell That's you tease. what part of history you might have witnessed last night. One more segment on the way. Beale Daily Spectrum, Mouth Care Partners, Steers Cross, the NBA Radio Network. You're listening to the Beale Daily 
on Sports Time Maine, AM 780, WTME, Rumford, Mexico, Dixfield. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care, where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com slash ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com slash ortho. We believe in better, a better way to invest, a better way to serve you, and a better result. At Frisbee & Associates, we can help you determine how much risk you're taking, red flags that could be potential problems for you, how much you're paying in fees and commissions, potential tax liability, and how to address Social Security. For your free consultation, call Kevin Frisbee at 241-7430. Frisbee & Associates is located in Rumford, Brewer, and in Lewiston at 656 Main Street. Call 241-7430 online at frisbeebenefits.com. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave Moisture Control Units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave Units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. All aboard! 
MBR.org. The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org. They could alternate. Hey, look, they could alternate him and Pujols, and like whoever's not feeling super old that day can play first. Right? Pujols neither one, hasn't of, them, been neither that one bad. of them can run, so that's neither that, one of them can run at all. They both could. They could. They could. They could. Hanley Pujols, stole fifty. Pujols be- cannot he's, run. He stole right. twenty bases one year. Hanley stole fifty two years in a row. My yeah. daughter saw him play in, a lot of, in Boston. Said a lot what of pounds. Matter with his legs. I said uh, they're gone. Yeah, they're totally gone. Now, he's going to sign somewhere for the prorated minimum because he's still going to get paid wherever. Um, Nationals could use him. if it, Again, this is all if he's going to play first. If he's going to play first on a regular basis, sure, there's a bunch of National League teams that can use him. Mets, Nationals, Rockies all come to mind. If it's his choice, he's not going someplace where he has to You don't think he's going to go to the National League, right? You think he's only going to a place I, where he can DH. He, he, he wants to be a DH in this team. That's one of the problems. I think you'll find every time they say, Andy, you're playing first base, he goes, ah, yeah, yeah. I, you just can see it on his face. I don't understand that. I feel like, what, I mean, aren't you more engaged in the game when he, you're playing he, in the field, too? He doesn't want to work. That's true. When they put him in left field, you tell me a shortstop, a career shortstop can't play left field? Of course you can. Right. You got to work at it a little bit. We didn't want to. He's do also it. weighs a hundred pounds more than he used to. Yeah, oh, he's all. I don't know. I can't believe it's not steroids, but he's huge. He's huge. But um, he was a slinky little shortstop when the Red Sox had him. I mean, I saw the, it was 2015, I think August. I was at a Red Sox game, and Dave Ortiz at home played first base. Did not record one putout. What are the chances of that? It was the first time in MLB history where a guy wow. playing first base didn't record a putout. I can see that happen if you got sail pitching because they strike out. It. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. He didn't touch the ball. And that's unreal. So, yeah. So, no specific no uh, destination? Specific. No yeah. one's going to trade for him because nobody wants to get stuck with that Second, option. Yeah, yeah. So, Unless that's Mikhail a wrap. Prokhorov's coming around owning a baseball team. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he is. I think that's good. Uh, some people think the Rays would consider it. The Mariners. I think the Mariners would be one. Uh, the Astros. Uh uh, that this is actually one that you mentioned. It's a good point. The Astros see Ramirez is a better DH the rest of the way than the struggling Gaddis. And how Hanley Ramirez of it of would it be of Hanley Ramirez for the at Houston? And I think we all pretty much know that Houston, Cleveland, Boston, New York are all going to be the four playoff teams this year. Right. And how Hanley? Although Cleveland's not doing that well. How, uh, yeah, but that <laughs> division. Well, the good news is that division's not doing that well, and they still, by far, they probably have, have the most talent, yeah. and they'll still be the ones that will probably make a run at something. You know what I mean? Whether they get yeah, somebody or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, when push comes to shove, I know what you mean. So, especially with their pitching. Their pitching is good. So those teams are going to make the playoffs. Wouldn't it be the most hand rammy thing ever for him to be the DH for Houston? And then you lose to Hanley Ramirez and the Houston Astros like in the divisional round. Yeah. Oh, multiple walk-off home runs. Multiple. Like, he, he just hits 480 in the series. Well, in Houston, he can bat, like you said, like seventh or eighth. No pressure. Just go up there. But knowing him. Houston, he'll, they'll bat him like leadoff or something because they do weird things like that. They do, and somehow they all work out because they're freaking scientists. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
Well, that's going to be fascinating to see where he do, does go. Are you are you sure you think he's going to get picked up? He's going to get picked up by somebody. As a free agent, absolutely. He's a, he's a free agent making the minimum. He's actually shown that he can somewhat hit this year. Not yeah, a I mean, they don't have to pay him much. Well, they were saying his power is better because they fixed his shoulders in the offseason, of course. Right. And what does that say about the Red Sox, though? You mean you drop your third hitter and you still have the best record in baseball and nobody really cares? Yeah, it's true. I mean, well, the, we don't know. There's not one team in the National League, or there's only one team in the National League that's 30 wins. Milwaukee. I mean, we don't know if they're not lining up on the bridges in Boston to jump as we speak, but I, as far as we can tell, I don't think anybody. I wouldn't think so. I think nobody's too shocked. I don't think anybody really cares. I mean, but I can't. I would I'm really, surprised. I'm really thinking that this is tied to Swihart. Yeah. If you're not going to get rid of him, that's got to be what it is, right? Okay, so that frees up the spot for Pedroia. Yep. So they don't have to do anything with Swihart other than figure out what they're going to do with him. But I don't understand if you're so into him, why doesn't he play anywhere? Oh, that's what we've been saying that for weeks. He just sits on the bench and does nothing. And and roads. You you don't become a better hitter saying, I mean, I suppose you can refine your swing under the under the bleachers every day, but at some point like, well, is he, does he have no more options to triple A? That's right. That's why he's there. I was going to say, like, it just makes no they, sense. They send him down, they, they could lose him. So, some reason there. I mean, I like him. I've always liked him. I, they just have never found a place for him. Trade Brock Holt for a relief pitcher. <laughs> Remember, they got to have somebody that can play utility. Yeah, but what relief pitcher? A good one? Is it Nunez? Is that, Trade Nunez. I don't care. Trade is somebody. Nunez going to be our... They like Holt. I don't. Think I feel like Nunez is too valuable that. of a hitter, though, because wherever be. wherever you put him in, he'll hit. He might not feel, but he'll hit. He's a good. He was he was incredible last year. I mean, and really, the only reason that you'd play somebody at one of those other positions is just simply to give a guy a day off because they're all young, right? Other than Pedroia, I mean, Devers and Bogas just kids. Right, I mean, and so are Benintendi and Betts and Bradley. Really. I mean, it's not like they need 17 days off a year. And if you bring in, and if in the outfield, you just have Martinez play left or right, so it doesn't matter. I mean, you basically you got three backup infielders in your roster, which is a lot. I just don't understand the love affair. Like, if you love him so much, why can't you find a spot for him? Give him some. You know what I mean? I mean, I I said okay, Leon's starting to hit now, and they were both catchers are hitting under 200. That's your chance to play him. Right. And if he starts to hit, you end up dumping one or the other. You're not going to dump uh, Vasquez because he's young, but you dump Leon. We we said when the Mets lost both their catchers, there's a chance. Trade him to the Mets for something. Right. Mm-hmm. I I don't get it. We we've been talking about that for three weeks. But you know, at least get something for the him. The Mets did get a catcher for Matt Harvey, <laughs> who's been great. Oh yeah. yeah? Found his career well. There's no place to and Devin Mesoraco's found his career as well. He's played well too. He was an so. All Star one year. Must not be oh, no pl- any place to screw around in Cincinnati, or he's on his best behavior. One or the other. I still can't. I mean, this ha- this Hanley thing is crazy. Just because, and they own fifteen million dollars. Yeah. I I yeah. I mean, who? I don't think anybody would trade for him. He'll definitely get picked up as a free agent. Well, that second year, I forgot about the second year option. If that wasn't there, somebody might trade for him and say, you pay three quarters of it, we'll take the rest. But not when there's a second year option at $22 million. There's no way. Yeah, I and I think you can eliminate the National. Unless somebody really wants him in the National League. I mean, somebody may pay him more than the, than the minimum, too. 
Right. But I, I think I, I look at see I look him at playing first base all season anywhere. See, I look at the Mariners right We're now. In June. And I, <laughs> I I think the Mariners are a spot for him. Just let, let's look at look. Yeah, they lost Robinson Cano. That's a good point. They need a bat. And right now they're nine games over five hundred. They're only three games back to the West. Now, do I think the Seattle Mariners are gonna catch Houston? Absolutely not. There's no way. Okay, that's how not, far behind the Angels are they? They're three games behind there, but I mean that's yeah, see there you go. There's way that that's you know that the Angels aren't in the playoffs either. Right. So I, I don't you know the the Angels are actually right behind them. So they're a couple they games to, back. If any team wants to get in the playoffs in the American League, they have to win the division because the AL East and the AL number two will be the second best team in the American League record wise. So yeah. It's true. And, you know, first base-wise, uh, they got Ryan Healy, and he's batting. See, Ryan Healy plays first base for them, and eh, 246, 281 OBP. He started off. Eight homers, started, 20 scared. RBIs. Yeah. Last 15 games, he's batting 228 with a 279 OBP. Not great. He's slugging 439. That's with three home runs, he's slugging 439. He's got 13 hits and 57 at bats. He's three for his last 25. Not great. Not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet the farm on that. It's 120. It's not what you want, you know. And I could certainly see them looking to make a make an upgrade there. Let's look at this from Hanley's perspective. What, what's he thinking right now? He's home. I don't think he's home they, yet. He's probably cleaning out the locker. They don't want him. Yeah. He's thinking about in a week. I've got to decide my future. Where am I going? I'm going so finally I'm going to Houston. His eight yeah, his agent is on the horn right now saying, You want him? Nobody's gonna give more than minimum, are they? No. You ready for this one? Between two thousand eight and two thousand seventeen, the Red Sox signed sixteen free agents to multi year contracts. Of those two of those sixteen, two Reached the end of the contract, still on the Red Sox roster. The two, David Ross and Chris Young. Whoopee. Unbelievable. The rest, we're going to go through the names. Mike Cameron. Marco oh Scudero. Yeah. John Lackey. Carl Crawford. Bobby Jenks. Nick Punto. Ryan Dempster. Johnny Gomes. Shane Victorino. Edward Mujica. Pablo Sandoval. And David Price. How many of those guys did they overpay for? All of them? Unbelievable. Sandoval, Price, Victorino. Vic, they won the one year with Victorino, but yeah. They yeah, over, but he they went to another team, so they didn't. Well, they, they tra- traded him. They tra- so. But that's the point. They didn't make it to the end of the contract. Oh, Whether they were traded, released. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. They wrapped up. They're like, thanks for playing and good day. Marco Scudero had one year, and the Red Sox got all excited and, and uh, signed him. It's like, really? No. <sighs> Marco Scudero. Do, do, do. John Lackey was an interesting character. He, still, he was such an a-hole. Yeah, he's... Chicken and beer. And when you walk up to... Oh, my wife has cancer. I guess now's a good time to leave her. Yeah. You walk up to Fenway. Never forget and... that. Never yeah. forget that. For as long as I live. You and... walk up to Fenway. And she's the one that wanted to come to Boston, of course. Right, yeah. Because her family's from Maine, of all things. And then right as she's in the breast cancer, I we're good. I think we're. Uh, I think it's time for me to go. It's time for me things, to fly. Other things I want to do. And then people bring it up in the media, and he's all pissed. And he's all mad, and he can't believe that somebody would talk to him about it. And then that that 
I remember that douchey soundbite he had. It was so bad. It was just the worst. And I'm like, how does this guy ever rebound for this? So he gets he gets Tommy John surgery, is out for a year, and then comes back and helps them uh, win the pennant. Win the pennant. I mean, really, he was a key leader in the clubhouse. Wasn't he on the World Series team with the Cubs? Yeah. <laughs> they 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 were a young team, and uh, he got himself in shape finally. No more chicken and beer. Every time you walk up. Before you turn into Yawkey, well, it's not Yawkey Way anymore. Whatever Jersey the Street. Is. Jersey Street. The uh, the chicken and beer place is right there. I mean, and they deliver, folks. They do deliver. They do deliver. So, yeah, um, another couple of things here uh, from Tim McMahon from ESPN. Uh, a rocket source replied, not good to a text asking about how Chris P- uh, Chris Paul feels yeah, this morning. You could see it. You are not going to see Chris Paul playing in game six. You can go ahead and book that right now. I would go ahead and I would I would tell you that you're pretty, pretty, uh, pretty safe you, you can, on that. I don't want to say you can bet on it, but you can. If he's you on your to. fantasy team, it's time to dump him. If he's on your daily fantasy team, you're going to want to swap him out. If he's on your fan duel or your draft team. If he's Kings, on your fantasy team, you're okay because your season's over. Right, yeah. Your, <laughs> your season is wrapped up if he's on your fantasy team. Uh, is he eligible to play in the alumni game on Saturday morning is the question, though. Who, Hanley? Yeah. Oh, God. They got the alumni game coming up on Sunday. Yeah, he's no longer on the team. Good yeah. point. He could be on Louis Tiant's team. He absolutely could be. Or, or Dwight Evans. Or Pedro. Yeah, Dwight Evans. Dwight Evans and Louis Tiant. Coaching against each other. I'm telling you right now. Hanley Ramirez. Yeah. I could see I the I, Astro I You I can was just smell think, it, him coming it's back so to weird haunt him. I was just thinking about this yesterday because I was trying to look ahead and I'm like, all right, who do I foresee? And I could foresee a I could foresee a replay of last year. I could foresee the replay being only, you know, this time uh, uh maybe however it goes, whoever gets the one-game wild card between the Red Sox and the Yankees gets screwed into that whole thing. Um, whoever comes out of that game will, will take on Cleveland, and then whoever takes on, or whoever comes out of that game will take on Houston, Houston. and then whoever takes on, uh, and then the other part of it will take on uh, you know Cleveland, Minnesota, or whatever. But I just assume Cleveland, because I think Cleveland has the most talent. They'll probably go ahead and make a couple of rides at it. So you look around, you're thinking to yourself, okay, Cleveland, the Yankees, I, I like the matchups. I think it's it's all set. But Houston and Boston, again, I could see it going five games. I really could. I could see Hanley Ramirez being a huge pain in the ass. I re- uh, yeah, like, I could definitely see that. I, yeah. can, I, I mean, that to me is like the most, I think that's, that, that is, that's going to happen. You're loving it. You're saying. You're yes. loving it. This is this is one of those. I like this move, though. Actually, if you're if you're a Boston sports fan, there are a lot of people that are shocked today. You should like this move. This this should show you that the Red Sox have decided that they are not going to pay for non-performance any longer, and they're not going to coddle non-performance any longer. I, I told you before. I said it at the start of the year. I hope they can do something because I don't want to have to after he gets his. 400 whatever it bats whatever the number is and now we own 22 million dollars next year i won't be able to stand it so i'm not disappointed i'm shocked that they are going to do something at this stage and the dfa is a problem because nobody's nobody's trading for him now so i mean unless it's somebody that's really thinks they can make a run and they don't want somebody else to get him you always have some of that so, uh, a 
couple things on that. Nine grounded into double plays this season. Third most in Major League Baseball. Moreland's going to play. Swihart will back up first. And back up DH. Um, you know, Jim Rice was always, was either led the league or right there at grounding into double plays also. You know, a lot of power hitters, sometimes you hit the ball really hard and it goes right at somebody and they got a double play easy. You know, I don't care how fast you are. So that's that statistic frustrates you, but you understand it. Yeah, the, didn't do great, but it is what it is. You know what? It could be worse. could be worse. You could have to pay him for the next three years. Oh, he could be like Jacoby Ellsbury. I mean, Jacoby Ellsbury is like the human leper yeah. at this point. We, we haven't really dealt with that too much this year. We should have. Oh, but. God. Jacoby Falmouth, Falmouth Commodore alumni, Jacoby Ellsbury. Yeah. Yeah. He should probably go back there, maybe. Maybe just get... You know. they, they've got to be actively trying to dump his contract. How? Right? What do you do? No, I know. How do you? How, I mean, well, you take a place like Arizona, but nobody right? wants Jacoby Ellsbury even as a player. Even if yeah, there's free, nothing there. Like, He's uh, not good. The only way I mean, the yeah. only way to do this is you have to do an NBA style or Houston Texans, Cleveland Browns style salary dump. Yeah, this is what has to you happen. You take mine, I'll take. This yours. is what has to happen to free up. Uh, to free things up in Major League Baseball, okay? One, you have to create a salary floor. Teams have to spend a certain amount of money. If they are not at that amount of money, they need to pay that money no matter what, which means, let's say you're going to have a salary, let's say you're going to have $30 million on the book because you decided to rebuild. Well, you have another $50 million there. Well, if you know Jacoby Ellsbury's contract might get you a couple of taking that on might get you a couple of minor leaguers that you want from the Yankee system, maybe you make that trade and you eat that twenty million dollars. You've seen teams in the NHL do that before, where they've taken on somebody's somebody's salary so that they could reach the salary cap floor, because it's that's the only way to do that. You 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 have to if you're going to give teams a luxury tax when they get too close <laughs> to the top, you have to create a floor. So that they're also trying to spend a certain amount. That way you know that everybody's spending that money. Because a lot of these teams that get the revenue sharing stuff like that, they take that money and then they don't invest it in anything. Well, that ought the to Yankees be the, and Red Sox were mad about that for years. That ought to true. be the rule. If you don't spend to the floor, you're not getting the re, you're not getting the, yep. the uh, revenue sharing. It's kind of what business has done after this big tax bait by the government. Did you see that? Harley Davidson, they cut. I don't know, 300 and something jobs, and they gave $700 million in buybacks to their shareholders. Nice. And no increases in any salary, and they dumped 300 jobs. And, you ready for the drum roll? They're opening a plant in Thailand. That's cool. For their $700 million that we just gave them. That's nice. It's good. I'd like some money like that. I think... I think we should just hey, stop. It's just, it's just money. I think the government should stop giving people money. It's just money. Corporations, people... They don't. They don't need it. They don't need it. They don't. They don't. They. Sh they can get their own. They don't. Well, they don't put it back into the employees. Uh -uh. Pretty no. clear on that. And if they do, it's not as much as you're looking and for. And the only way that ever changes is when the state increases the minimum wage. Which, okay, great. Ten ten dollars an hour. Are you gonna be able to live on that with a family? All right. So I've got I've got something here that's gonna put us in a good mood. Okay. Cliff Averill, Seattle Seahawks defensive end is discussing here the irreparable damage that Super Bowl 49 
caused the Seattle Seahawks. It's pretty, this is pretty, pretty solid. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Does that stick in your craw more than the pleasure you get out of looking at the 48 ring? Sometimes it's tough because one is, I mean, two is better than one, obviously. So you think about what could have happened. If we win that Super Bowl, I think we probably would have won another one within the next, within the two years that went by. Really? Yes. Because people are now buying into, they know they're a part of something special, so they're willing to maybe even give a hometown discount to continue to be on this ride? Well, I don't know about the hometown discount stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But I do think that, you know, the team would have bought in more into what Coach Carroll was saying instead of, you know, going the opposite way of, Hey, this is what we thought we be- this is what we thought the, the the foundation of the team was, and that's not what happened in that in that particular play. So I think guys started kind of questioning him a little more, hmm. more so than actually following his lead. If we would have won that Super Bowl, boy, that's in, that's interesting, and it makes perfect sense that it would be. But they did their best to try and shift response. Although Pete Carroll did, to his credit, own that he didn't let Bevel wear it entirely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, but he, the situation it, sucked regardless of who took <laughs> who took the blame. You know, it, it's just the fact that we were so close and we weren't able to get it. So I think a lot of guys got turned off by the message. Wow! Wow! Yeah. You know, in any game, we all remember the last two plays. I mean, there are a hundred, more than hundreds, a thousand decisions you make in a game that that affect the outcome. You don't notice them because they're in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. But you make a different decision and it results in a touchdown. Who cares about that end of the game? And now what people, happened? now they can do the same interview in two years on Malcolm Butler saying what would have happened if you played in the Super Bowl then That'll you could be have the said next, he would have won the next we'll, year. We'll have that bite in the in the preseason, no question. All sorts of games happening this weekend. Lewiston, Oxford Hills, they're playing this afternoon. That'll be over at the Lewiston Little League Field. Matchup there of the number two and number five seeds in Northern A. Memorial Day weekend. Hopefully we'll have some heel point standings finalized for you next week as well. And then we can get some playoff schedules out for you. Playoffs start on June 4th. Greg Levinsky, thank you very much for popping in today. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, it's uh, a pleasure. Enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah. You're going to have to keep us up to date on everything going on down in the Cape Cod League. We will. Uh, I will. Hey, you could, we you might could have, have to a do, phone-in report. I think we'll have to have the weekly phone-in report, the Cape Cod phone-in. We, we must do it. Yeah, I think. I Get think, you on the air up in this area. I think, we're, I think we're on it. I think we can make this happen. It's the B-List <laughs> Daily Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. And just a reminder, the Boston Celtics will win tonight's game. Between five, between a total of five and ten points. Okay, five and ten. <laughs> <laughs>